On today's episode, we're talking the latest from Sylvester Stallone, Rambo, Last Blood. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are talking about the latest Stallone sequel, The Fifth Journey with Rambo. It is Rambo Last Blood. Yeah, kicking off Oscar season. (laughs) Right, exactly, with a uh, blood fest, I guess, for like five minutes, but... You know, I, I don't know. I had high hopes. We talked about this at the end of our last show. I Clearly, I knew it wasn't going to be Oscar-worthy, but um, really thought that we were going to get a good send-off here to, to good old John Jay. I know, especially after coming off of, I know it was 2008, which I didn't realize it was that long ago going into this one, but that was a really good, you know, follow-up to Rambo 3. Oh, yeah. You know? And thinking we get something similar to that. Yeah, and I think a lot of people scoff at you whenever you tell them that Rambo 4 is a good movie, but it really is. It's surprisingly good. And in hindsight, I mean, I always thought it was a good ending because it ends with him finally going back to his home in Arizona, which, you know, we've never seen Rambo at home. We've only ever seen him wandering the earth. And I thought that that was a really good ending. And now that I've seen... Uh, Rambo Last Blood, I think it's an even better ending <laughs> that we got in Rambo 4. Just want to delete that from your memory. Yeah, un- unfortunately. So we're, we're getting the letting the cat out of the bag here a little bit. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into our stuff so that we can, we can appropriately get into this movie. First things first, though, got to thank Blue Springs 8 for their sponsorship once again. Yes, yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, I wish we could recommend you go and watch Rambo Last Blood again at Blue Springs 8, but don't don't watch this again. <laughs> right. If you are going to go see it, by all means, go to Blue Springs 8, but uh, if you're not going to see it again, I, I don't fault you if in you, any way, shape, or form. If you don't believe us, please prove us wrong by going to Blue Springs 8 and watching Rambo <laughs> Last Blood. Exactly. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into Letterboxd, which you and I had an issue with this from the get-go, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. <laughs> When his housekeeper's granddaughter stop, is kidnapped. Stop, right there. So that's that's where we have to stop. So it's, why does Rambo have a housekeeper? I mean, the guy's uh, been living in the Burmese jungle for 20 years, something like that. Right. Catch, catching snakes and talking to no one. Yep. And he comes back to America and hires a housekeeper. Yep. That's not Apparently. Rambo. That's not yeah. Rambo. I And that's the thing is... I. I see why Letterboxd describes her as such, but they don't really portray it like that in the movie. It, I mean, she clearly does help around the house. She but made him breakfast. Almost, yeah, I mean, I think what they're going for is it's his some kind of adopted family, but they give you no insight really as to how or why this came to be. I mean, when they do, they try to do it through random pictures thrown up on a wall and maybe a few little nuggets of conversation here and there. But I, I gotta say I binged all four Rambo movies heading up to this just to revisit them. And it just, 
it feels wrong and it just feels so forced that they they wanted to do a story with Rambo and they forced an adopted family on him and that's what they did to get this story to happen. Yeah, you can proceed now, but that immediately when you read that, you just sent me that <laughs> that, that clip. I'm like, no, and that's my first reaction. That still sticks with me. Rambo should right. not have a housekeeper. Yeah, he needs a housekeeper to help keep the house clean because he brings in all that dirt from digging apparently miles of tunnel underneath. Oh, yes, home. yes. You are getting way ahead of me. Okay, so here we go. Back to this. When his housekeeper's granddaughter is kidnapped, Rambo crosses the U.S.-Mexican border to bring her home, but finds himself up against the full might of one of Mexico's most ruthless cartels. And, yeah, I mean, you could... That that plot has been done a thousand times over in just in probably the last 10 or 15 years. Just if you don't want to use Mexico, just substitute any other foreign country in there that you want to do. So, I guess when I think cartels, I always think drug cartels yeah this was a sex trafficking cartel i I think that maybe the assumption there is that they do all sorts of vile things that just happens to be focusing on the sex trafficking trade i guess i don't know okay yeah um directed by adrian grunberg who did get the gringo which i have not seen but i'm pretty sure you have yeah it's a it's a good movie but i'm I'm a uh, big fan of of Mel Gibson, um, right? And I, I enjoy it. Okay, it, it's funny that that comes up because uh, I'm going to read through the rest of the cast and I'm going to say something about that. But truthfully, I'm just going to be nice. Sylvester Stallone is the only person you will recognize in this whole movie, and that, not that that's a bad thing because I mean I think um, Rambo Four has a few that guys in it, so like Rambo movies aren't typically known for their like big casts or anything, but. I mean, truthfully, you won't recognize a single person in this movie besides him. But credit where credit is due. I'll read through a few of these. Uh, Paz Vega, Joaquin Cosio, Oscar, Janalda, Sergio Paris Mancheda, and Yvette Monreal. Well done. All right. We're through Letterboxd. We can get going. But my point I was going to make was I think I was talking to you or maybe somebody on Twitter before this movie came out. And I said, I have a fear that this could end up being like Bloodfather, which Bloodfather was fine it just felt a little kind of like made for tv movie and just kind of going through the motions of stuff we've always seen before so it's funny to me that this guy did get the gringo which is another mel gibson movie uh that seems like at least tangentially related another mel gibson vehicle yes exactly so i i I wish i had been right because i'm pretty sure i gave bloodfather like a i don't know two and a half or something like that and i i wish rambo had been two and a half so I just, you mentioned the director's name and you mentioned that he did get the gringo. I had not looked up his filmography yet until just this moment. And it's right there. And I was saying it from the second we, we left the theater that uh, he was the assistant director on Man on Fire. <laughs> and I said this movie felt like a very cheap version of Man on Fire. Yeah. And you and my wife, we both, we all saw it together. Uh, kept saying, you know, Taken 4, which uh-huh. I agree. It it very well could have been a failed script for Taken 4. But this is like a, a half-assed, same exact plot as uh, Man on Fire. And he was the assistant director on that, which yeah. is awesome that that just came together like that. Because that's part <laughs> of my notes was that 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 comparison was there. And he was a part of that. Yeah, I would say if you took like the bad... 
or did a worse version of Man on Fire and a worse version of Taken and a little bit of badness of like Sicario 2 or something like that and threw them all together and then just added an obscene amount of gore for the last 15 minutes. That's what that's what you've got. But and then and then Otto replaced the main character with Rambo. Yeah. And just, I mean, that, just threw it in there. And yeah, kept that, all the dialogue the same. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's the other thing. It's it, it's like somebody tucked these things and put them in like a, a wet paper towel and strained them into a jar and only like the shit that was left over was there. And then they tucked that and they were like, well, I mean, nobody's going to watch this straight to video movie, but what if we take Rambo's name and put that on there? And then people will go see it because people want to see Rambo. See, I feel like this script has been sitting there on a pile, you know, with, to with, a lo- with a lot of you know, discarded, taken four scripts. Yeah. And and they just pulled it out and was like, you know, we could turn this Rambo. <laughs> we can make a little bit of money on this, is what they were we, thinking. We could turn this into, hey, hey, Sly, here, say this guy's Rambo. How about that? Oh, like, he goes, man. okay, yeah. I'm in, I'm in. It's so generic. Like, there, there's nothing new or unique about this movie in any way, shape, or form. It's made for TV slash Lifetime. It's action retreads of plots we've seen over and over again. The gore in the last little bit, I mean, is fine. It's lifted straight from Rambo 4. But I feel like what they completely missed is that the tone of Rambo 4 and the setting of Rambo 4 is him living in this constant state of war, this civil war going on with massive atrocities floating around. And he's right in the middle of it. And he's he is trying to, even though he knows he's an agent of war, he's always struggling with doing the good thing inside of the war. Like he's always protecting people or trying to save people in that. And that, that little bit of Rambo is here, but specifically to the violence and the gore in this movie, it it feels so out of place. I mean, it's not like I'm saying cartels are good people and they don't deserve the violence. I'm just saying that the whole rest of the tone of the movie doesn't match up with the gore that happens at the end. It's always felt like violence is necessary for Rambo because he's in that war setting. And here it was just like, I don't know. It just felt so out of character for him to be going around and blasting people's heads off for no reason. I mean, I know he's upset at what happened with his adopted daughter, but I don't know. Did you get that feeling? Like I, the, the violence just became laughable at me. Whereas in Rambo Four, I was like, "Oh, awesome!" Well, you, you know what this movie is? This is Death Wish. Yes. This movie is the remake of Death Wish. The only reason why it got theatrical release is because it was titled Rambo. Right. And the same way with with Death Wish is the only reason that wasn't another Bruce Willis, you know, straight to Amazon Prime, is because it it was a revival of Death Wish. Yeah. You're and, you're right. And that's. It's so, and that's what that's what's frustrating is that they had this time, and and Stallone's clearly had time, what ten years to come up with the next Rambo movie, <laughs> right? And this is what you know they they spit out there, but no, I'm I'm 100 percent on board with you. It didn't make any sense because Rambo, he never really killed for killing's sake, and I get he has this revenge plot of motivations unbeknownst to us. Of all of a sudden he's riding horses, talking <laughs> to this girl, and hey, you can show him the tunnels. Oh, gee, thanks, right, Uncle, Uncle John Jay. You know, <laughs> let's let's I'll have my kids, my friends, walk through these tunnels that you make knives in, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> that's know? what every high school party kid wants to do. Hey, come down to my tunnels where my uncle makes his own ammunition and sharpens <laughs> knives. <laughs> Jesus, it's it's just it's just so weird. And and the, again, the violence it. Truly, is over the top in an unnecessary way. 
And right. to, to the point to where it, it didn't make tactical sense. It didn't make sense why Rambo was doing that because I, I view him as a uh, brilliant military killing machine and nothing he did in this made any sort of sense. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's the problem, right? I think that, so, so two things to what you said. I, I think the reason why I jumped to the violence first off is because it is the only saving grace of this movie because you don't really get hardly any action in the whole movie until the very end. So right. if anything is going to save this movie, it's the people that will leave the theater on the high note thinking, oh man, that was so awesome how he literally rips a guy's heart out of his chest. And and I'm not saying literally figuratively, I'm literally saying he pulls a Kano <laughs> from Mortal Kombat and cuts a guy's heart out of his chest. And it was still beating. Right. It, so, that's, that's important. It's still right. beating heart. Out of his chest. But they tied it back so beautifully to the lady saying that that's what she felt like when the daughter died, that her heart was cut out. I mean, that was not foreshadowing at all by any means. Like, I didn't know right then and there when they said that, that Rambo was going to pull a guy's heart out. Because of course I did. God, this movie (laughs) sucks so bad. You you know what's funny? You mentioned that the only action's at the end. And we've said, and mainly it was you from, you credit it to The Dark Knight, you know, of kicking off action movies with an action scene at the front. Yep. And there's a reason why they do that now. Cause this was a slow get go and you don't expect that at a Rambo. Nope. You know, Rambo four, it starts with them, you know, massacring people. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's action. It's not action. You, you want to see, I guess, but it's a, it, it's, it's up tempo. It, it, it draws you in and this of him wrangling horses, you know, is not, doesn't get you into the movie at all. Right. Uh, I totally agree. And I think that the other problem I would say, so setting aside the violence and stuff, and you're kind of touching on this now, but like these people who have seen the movie, and a little bit later on, I do want to talk a little bit about this whole critics versus audience and all this other nonsense politics (laughs) stuff that's happening because I can't stand some of the conversation happening around this movie right now. But I don't understand how people are saying that Like, oh, this thematically ties back to X previous Rambos or whatever it is. Like, I don't get that feeling at all, especially having just watched these movies. I was going into this thinking, okay, maybe it's going to be a little bit of a slower movie that does tie back to the first movie. Because while the first movie is definitely different and it focuses on treatment of soldiers and PTSD, it still has action elements that kind of keep the movie going at a good pace. And so I was like, okay, maybe they're going to like circle back around to now that Rambo's back home again, he's you know being mistreated again or really suffering. I mean, all you get from the PTSD is a couple of shitty flashbacks and him popping pills. But other than that, they don't really address anything of what's going on with him. So you, you've abandoned all of Rambo 1, and then 2 and 3 become just all-out actioners. Well, this clearly is not that. I mean, in no way, shape, or form is this that. And then 4 is a gritty, grimy, violent look at war. And all the these four movies build Rambo up to be somebody who lived in war, couldn't uh, really stand himself for what he had become, but then he em- ends up embracing himself because he knows that he's a product of war and it's inside of him, but yet he's always still trying to do the good thing. Like in two, he's going to save POWs. In three, he goes back to save um, Troutman and then tries to help the Afghan rebels win their freedom from the Russians. And four, he's saving a group of mercenaries. And I get that in, in this one, we've said it before already, but in, I get in this one, he's, he's going back for revenge on his daughter, but 
it just feels so weird. It's like they didn't know how to take Rambo out of the war element and put him back in real life, and so they just gave him the the lamest, weakest plot to do, and it just doesn't feel to me in any way like we got any kind of closure on Rambo or that it was even a story about Rambo. It just felt like some other guy. No, I, I agree completely, and I, I was going to wait to a little bit later to spring you on, this on you. Who does this, if this was a sequel to another Stallone movie, who do who would you put, like, this is his uh, Twilight? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I think... Because you, it wasn't Rambo, and I want to no, go no. back to what you said about <laughs> the, the soldiers and leading it to, and I'll give you some time to think about that as I, as I talk about um, what they could have done with the soldier coming home. Okay. Because uh, obviously we treat our, our veterans differently now, right? Right. Uh, very different than when they came home from Vietnam. Uh, there's respect. You take off the hats. You know, thank you for your service. You know, everything that they deserve. Uh, and probably not enough of what they deserve. But that would have been cool to see some of that towards Rambo that he's not used to getting. Because right. he, hasn't, he hasn't come home. You know, he's been, you know, overseas until we saw him. Um, you know, walk into the uh, the farm, his uh, dad's farm at the very end of Rambo Four. So he's not gotten any of that. A mm-hmm. Thank you for your service type of thing. And I think that would have been cool to to have like towards the beginning. But he still should have been on that farm by himself. And I think you could have kept this plot uh, of maybe even the farm next door or the house next door have this family. Um, but kind of do, and, and I have Gran Torino in my head of <laughs> he, he's this guy who's, you know, he doesn't want to talk to anybody because Rambo doesn't talk to anybody. Right. Uh, you know, he, he's on his own. He's just doing his thing. Maybe he's making his knives in his tunnels. You can still have that, you know, if it makes him feel secure to have these tunnels in his, in his front yard for some reason, you know, you can still have, and the, the whole rest of this plot of even the neighbor coming and asking for his help because her granddaughter was taken. And then you still fit kind of the Rambo feel, but not have this weird connection to, to yeah. the rest of it. Yep. I, I agree with you. I completely agree that it just doesn't work, whatever it is they try to do. And I, I kind of felt like, especially watching the first four Rambos, like even in four, you get this sense of, he's always been so directly tied to the military. And I get that at some point, even the most military human beings like are out of the military. They're retired and stuff. But like, there's just this really bad disconnect for me between the guy we left in four to the guy that's here now. And I didn't, I would have liked to have seen some kind of acknowledgement or involvement of him with the military in some way, shape or form. Because when I think Rambo, I, I think a soldier, right? Like, but right. I, I just, it, that does not come through in this. This comes through as a, vigilante which I, I never considered Rambo of he he's the guy who fought for everything that was right even when his government turned its back on him he was always trying to do the right thing and this again I, I get that he is doing the right thing here but it feels very vengeful and very spiteful which does not flow with Rambo 100% it didn't even the fact that when he was hunting the uh um the cartel mm-hmm he used no Rambo skills <laughs> no, whatsoever. No. no. I mean, it's like a, like a sore thumb. You wouldn't think that this, you would think, okay, Rambo's going after them. He's going to try to, maybe he gets caught in his, but his, his methods should have been 
a little bit better than just walking right up to them into right. a crowd of you know 40, <laughs> 40 cartel members with, with guns pointed at him. Like, that's not Rambo. Rambo brings a bow and arrow in case he has to kill somebody silently. Right. You know, I mean, that's that's how his mind works through four movies so far. And then he just totally ruins all of that. Right. And it's not like we're revisiting a character after 30 years. We're revisiting him after 10 years. So even if you, you know, take the regular timeline of Rambo 4 came out in 08 and then this one's 2019, 11 years, like you, you just wiped out a whole army on your own uh, over in Burma <laughs> like 10 years ago. And now you just stand there on a roof and gawk at the, the your target and get spotted and then get your ass kicked. I mean, that, it just, I don't understand it. I, well, I really and, don't understand it. Well, and you bring up a great point of age is this guy's 70 years old and people think that they go, oh, you don't, you don't think Rambo could change, you know, as he gets older. Like you said, it's, it's 10 years from when he was 60. Right. You know, as far as a personality change of now he's this, you know, gabby person with a riding horses with a, a granddaughter or a daughter or whoever she is to him, that's from 60 to 70. Like I don't I don't think so, Rambo. Right. You just get over all of that living in war for what 50 years. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden turn into a different guy. Exactly. I mean, I'm all for characters changing and evolving, but this was just a drastic, drastic shift in what you've come to know from a character. And, and it doesn't give it the time or development that is required to get the audience to buy into it, right? I mean, like, we're just basically told that he adopted this family, and we don't really even get the details or why. We're, we're just supposed to know that it's relevant and that it matters to him, which I get on the surface. I totally get it, but, like... That just doesn't make for a good movie experience when you're just told that, oh, yeah, he just Rambo, you know, the guy who the soldier of fortune who's been going around the world for, you know, however many years now and blowing up things and stuff is just now adopted a random family and has become so close knit with him that he, you know, he's willing to go do this. I, it just doesn't add up. I, I, I get it. I see what they're trying to do. But to me, it was like a total betrayal of the character not a good movie. So let I me, mean, we've, we've kind of railed here for however long on the fact that they just took a dump all over Rambo, the character, but say what you will. I, I don't see how anybody says that the first, you know, hour and 20 minutes of the hour and 30 minute runtime is good. It, Cause it's <laughs> not, it's simply not a good movie. And you just, you know, segue it perfectly into the script is, is awful and, or both the acting is terrible. Yeah, I mean, yep. so you have a these bad guys that are telling you that they don't value these women. They're below human. Like the, we kind of get that by you sure. sex trafficking them and drugging them. You know, all that we don't need this this two minute tirade of how they mean nothing to you. Yeah, like there, there's currency. Like we get yeah. it. Like we we know. We, oh, see, yeah. we already saw what you did. And then even the, the other lady that's working there, too, is say, says the same thing. Mm-hmm. Laying on real thick here. <laughs> there is not a good performance in this movie all around. And in fact, it's one of Stallone's worst performances in recent memory. And I would say one of his worst performances overall. It's I would rather watch Expendables than this. He's better in Expendables. So at least he's kind of having fun tongue-in-cheek with Expendables. This is just... Bad dialogue, bad acting, 
bad effects because for some reason we can't film people driving in a car without putting them in front of an obvious green screen. In this <laughs> I forgot movie. I wanted to mention that. It's yes. so bad. Like I, I, the budget for this could not have been more than like fifteen million dollars or something because they they made no effort what whatsoever on this. I agree, and it's kind of sad because Stallone acting in Creed in Creed Two, you mm-hmm. know, it's like he, he's kind of figured this thing out. You know, yeah. just the acting part of it. And this is a major regression. It's it's so bad. There there's that uh when he's talking to the um reporter mm-hmm. uh at the end and telling them how cool he is or how you know he's gonna murder them and how he's gonna kill them and they're gonna fear and all this stuff. Um in my mind the whole time he's doing it is like this this scene sucks, but also it that that's one of the things that reminded me of Man on Fire of mm-hmm. why Stallone's scene didn't work is because in Man on Fire, you know, Christopher Walken told how badass Denzel mm-hmm. was. And that's yep. better than Denzel telling them how badass he is. <laughs> right. You know? And so yeah. that's why it didn't work when Stallone was talking how, how cool he is. Like, no, you know, you know, Greasy, he his masterpiece, you know, he's about to paint death. You know, right. that's like, oh, that's cool. Somebody else talking about him. And then mm-hmm. Rambo saying it, you know, about what he's going to do is not as cool at all. Yep. Uh, again, it doesn't do anything right. I, I don't know what they were trying to do. The the Even the scene you just mentioned, like where he's telling the girl or that lady about his achievements. Isn't that the scene where they're like talking two inches from each other? <laughs> for kissing? Yeah. Like I looked over at you as this was going on. I'm like, why are they so close to each other? What is happening here? <laughs> like nobody in the world has ever filmed a shot like that. I've never seen a movie where it's just a normal conversation, like with no romantic or sexual tension and have two characters. Wasn't there be, though? Uh, uh, well, I was going to throw my hands up if they ended up kissing because that wasn't set up at all to be anything <laughs> like that. And then, but it just, it was super awkward. Like, why would you film a scene where people are talking like an inch from each other's face like that? And then you film it from like the side. I, just miserable all around filmmaking. I, I can't, I can't argue with that. I was so. No, I don't want to argue with that. No, I was so frustrated watching this movie because I, I feel like between Rambo 4 in both creeds, I got tricked into believing that this was going to be better than it was. Cause I, I did not care for the first trailer. Um, I was just like, okay, this is not looking so good, but maybe it's just a badly cut trailer or something like that. And I don't even think I watched the other ones, but I was like, okay, Rambo four, he did great. Creed one and Creed two are great. So Stallone's turned a corner. He's, he's figured out in his old age, how to kind of be the character that maybe he always thought it should be. Or yeah, he, he understands how to, evolve a character but clearly i'm wrong and i don't know if he wrote rambo for i certainly know that he didn't write as much about creed one and creed two so i feel like he just regressed so much yeah because i i actually thought that he protects these characters so well like the only misstep i feel in rocky is rocky three where you know all of a sudden he's he's unstupid Right. And uh, he he's rich, so he's not dumb anymore. You know, right. and then he's sophisticated. And then immediately in four, he's back to, you know, Rocky two. It's a slow back to Rocky yeah. two. And then Rocky five, he's back to where he was. Right. You know, say what you will about Rocky five. He's more Rocky than Rocky three. 
Oh, sure. And yeah, then the rest no of them. Yeah. yeah and, and two, the guy can't read cue cards. He can't right. read. <laughs> Adrian's teaching him to read. And then in three, he's like, you know, doing American Express commercials. It just it doesn't make any sense at all. But yeah, you're right. He just, this is kind of like that. I mean, at least that one was still rocky because it involved boxing and Mick and those, those, those themes that you got. This one was just like, this was not Rambo. It just, I wish that in post-production they had realized how bad this was and be like nope we're gonna go dub all the references to rambo and get it out of there and we'll just make up a new person and it's just gonna be called you know whatever generic action title and this guy will just be named jake jones or some shit like that and it's just no longer a rambo movie we're not doing this yeah and we can even leave in the knife sure because that's the only other thing that ties it to rambo is him making knives right and who says what Jake Jones thought he said? I don't who know. says Jake Jones isn't a knife maker? Right, yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Well, and I think the thing that irritated me too was when the movie was over and they did this during the credits, this, um, I don't know, tribute maybe to all the other Rambo <laughs> movies. So right. they take you through as credits are rolling all these different like slow motion snippets of Rambo's one through four. And they did five, which, okay, that's a little self-referential there. But We just watched that yeah. movie. But it, to me, it just felt like a slap in the face. I'm like, you guys did nothing to give any kind of closure to this character or make me feel like everything's resolved with this guy or that I had a really good time with Rambo or anything like that. I'm really pissed. I'm annoyed. This sucks. And then you have the gall to like make it seem as though you did all those things by showing this clip show. Like, get out of here with that. I was so annoyed. And you didn't even mention the best part about the clip show. So you end Rambo Last Blood with him on the front porch. Yeah. You know, rocking in a chair, you know, shot up and bloody. But then you end the clip show with him shot up and bloodied riding off on a horse. God. I was like, why would you put, if you want to end it, you know, him riding off in the movie that way, don't end the, the clip show. Right. I'm like, I know. that wasn't in the movie. Right. It's almost like he balked at wanting any kind of closure because people might be like, oh, did he die on the front porch or whatever? But it's like he had to throw that in there like, oh, Rambo might ride again. And of course, I'm like, no. Well, he said don't. that he was going to forever protect whatever his last Cobra voiceover was yeah. at the end. It made it seem like he wasn't done writing mm. the wrongs of man. I know. I kind of wish roaming the earth like Kane. <laughs> right. I, I kind of do wish he just died in the rocking chair because then I, I'm gonna go see a Rambo six if it's there because that's just who I am. But I, right. I'm <laughs> so annoyed by what happened in this movie that I, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna trust Sly again for a little while. So can we uh, can we talk about the the only I guess if you can call it a highlight of the movie mm-hmm. of the the Home Alone scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're in his cave. He set up all these booby traps. Right. Yeah. And he's in his caves that he dug himself because no one's ever been allowed in his caves. Yep. I guess. Is that what we're assuming? They did not make it clear. Okay. Because no one's not even not even the grandmother was allowed in his his tunnels. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but the kids can throw a party down there now because he's changed. (laughs) And he can change. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so he sets up on these traps. And the biggest thing that, that gets me is you kind of set up a booby trap because you want to be somewhere else. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So you have a guy get stabbed by this swinging whatever um, because you're, you know, over here killing somebody a different way. Right. Well, every single booby trap stabs a guy and like, oh, and then he's he's standing right there and then shoots him in the head. Yep. 
like just shoot him in the head. I know it's not as cool, <laughs> right. but just have him there, shoot him in the head. Yeah. Like I, I, none of his booby traps worked, especially the cars at the beginning. I mean, they, they worked. They just, it, it was like, <laughs> they, oh, excuse me. Every one of them worked to perfection. Yes. They saw him set up. We were waiting for it. <laughs> right. And they brought just enough guys to set off every booby trap. Exactly. Now, he was totally redundant because the guy who's been impaled does not then need his head blown off. <laughs> so No, nor, nor the two guys that fall down a pit and land in eight spikes across their body. Yeah. And then he comes in and, and shoots them all up right. twice. Yeah. <laughs> I get he's uh, mad. Are we trying to get that he's mad? Like, is that the... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's what you were supposed to get, is that he feels like his heart's been torn out of his chest and he's using that anger of his you know uh, adopted daughter to fuel his vengeance on these guys which again to me is antithetical to rambo but whatever yeah the the whole booby trap even the cars so the car one car blows up and then a stream of fire Mm -hmm. that funnels them into the house for no reason well and then so so what it goes to his driveway right yeah it was barn yeah and uh, first of all, the bad guys think, okay, clearly this guy is waiting for us, and they just go full steam ahead. Right. So that was that was weird on their end. But it's like they funneled him that way, but none of them, it didn't really make sense because he was already hiding in his tunnels. Mm-hmm. Well, he was in the barn to start with, and then he went through his tunnels and popped up behind him and surprised him, and he got like one kill out of that, and then <laughs> went back down and I think <laughs> popped up on the side of him because then he shoots the guys at the front of the barn with like, because they got oh, dumped the, gasoline on or something. Yeah, they're, they're burning alive, and then he reveals his position by shooting. Them. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a tactical genius. Then everybody else now knows where he is, and now there's thirty <laughs> guys trying to kill him. Like that, it doesn't make sense. The guys could just be burning alive and not knowing where it's coming from. Yeah, I mean, it, he knows that guy that's in these tunnels he built. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, yeah, that that's the thing is like Rambo. You know, how many great scenes are there? Like in in uh. You know, First Blood, he's hiding up in the trees. In uh, First Blood Part 2, he covers himself in mud and sticks himself to the wall. I mean, there's all these great things where he attacks the guy and then moves out, you know, before people can figure out what he is. And this is just, I mean, I see see what they were going for. But again, it's, they they missed the mark. He was doing the exact opposite of what he did. Right. Because he would kill somebody and move away. This, he'd kill somebody and then bring them to him. Right. Yeah, I could have killed you ten times by now. God, I forgot about that. But he he wanted to but get him upstairs to, to tear his heart out. Yeah, like, hold on, I have one more trap that I set up that I haven't used yet. So let's get upstairs to the barn. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used my bow and arrow yet. Yeah. Okay. So I, I got to bring up a few things because you and I got into some discussions with people, and I I just can't stand some of the conversation around this. And I have I have like a take on both sides of the spectrum. So okay. One of the things I heard was that people think this movie's racist and like MAGA fueled and all this kind of stuff. And you and me and your wife talked about this afterwards. I didn't get that at all. I, I don't. I don't think this movie's making any kind of statement other than in these kinds of movies, somebody has to be the bad guys. Sometimes it's Mexicans. Sometimes I can take in it's Algerians or whatever. I mean, I, I did not get any political commentary from this movie whatsoever. So people saying that, I, I, I just I don't get it. No, because they showed the wall, I guess. Well, one, Stallone just drove through it, <laughs> right. through a barbed wire right. to get home. Because I was wondering how he was going to get home with uh, a dead body, yeah. you know, in his truck. And then two, then they showed the wall 
um, and then the cartel just going underneath it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, wait, we need a wall. Wait, we have <laughs> right. a wall, and they just go under it. So I, I, I don't know if they're trying to say anything. They didn't do it very well at all. Right. So I feel like the wall's pointless. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like anybody making political commentary in their reviews about this movie is basically pushing either their own agenda or just can't take off their lens for two seconds or is trying to write something uh, that sounds heady and smart and, and like some kind of deep thought take when in reality it, it's just a shitty Rambo movie. Like we don't, it's not making any kind of statement at all about anything. Can you, can you call it a shitty action movie from now on? Cause this is not a Rambo movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. It, you're exactly right. I, I should, we should have made that a rule very early on that we are not going to refer to this as a Rambo movie. Can you go back and edit that out for us? <laughs> uh, no, no, I will not. Um, so the other comment I have is that I, I hear this like, Oh, if you've watched the Rambo movies, you'll, you'll like them because this is like a Rambo movie. And if you didn't like this movie, you probably haven't seen all the Rambos. Well, no, Sorry, I've watched all the Rambo movies since as long as I can remember. I just binge watched them again before this came on. And I would actually argue the total opposite, which is that if you like the Rambo movies and what they stood for and the character that they built, I don't see how you could like this movie. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think you would like it more if you disliked all of the other Rambo movies right. or hadn't seen them at all. Agreed. So I, I don't get what's happening. I'm like... I feel like I'm living in bizarro world when it comes to <laughs> this movie, when people are saying why they liked it and how they liked it. I just, I can't wrap my head around it. And I think last I looked on Letterboxd, it has like a, like just under a three star rating. And it's, I don't know, man, it's gotta be that last action sequence that must just win people over and make them. I mean, you've always said this about movies. Like if you leave them on a high note, it's going to make them think much more positively about the movie. So I guess in some ways, if you can tolerate the other hour and 20 minutes and that last 10 minutes just wins you over, maybe you leave there going, well, I, I thought it was going to, it was kind of a two for the whole time, but man, that last action sequence, that's a three for me. So I, I guess. Well, and those same people, I think if they rewatch it again, they'll have this higher impression of it. And then they're waiting for an hour and a half for that action sequence. Mm -hmm. And, They'd be like, well, yeah, the first time really did suck. And the action sequence, now that I've seen it once, wasn't as cool as I thought it was. Yeah. And then they'll they'll adjust their ratings down. Because, yeah, you can't end somebody on a high note. And you remember that, and your rating sticks there. But then once, upon a rewatch, like, no, the rest of this really is really bad. Right. Yeah. And I think in the age of action sequences that we live in, I mean – this doesn't have action going for it. It just has gratuitous violence going for it. and Booby traps. Yeah. And, and honestly, it, it comes from like a really mean place. Like I, I'm all for gratuitous violence and action when it fits the mold of either the character or the story that it's been trying to tell. But this to me just felt like violence for the sake of violence. So it's very odd for me because like when I tell people the movies I like, you know, the raid and John Wick, they're like, oh, wow, you, you like those violent movies. I'm like, yeah, I do. But then for me to sit here and say on this one that, it's violence is so out of place that it's, it's not really off putting. So I wouldn't say I get like put off by movies like that. It was just random. I was like, okay, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. And the violence I was, I was okay with, I didn't, I didn't think it added much. I guess I think it added the, <laughs> the only thing that was memorable about the movie. It was the violence. And yep. I don't think that it was bad. Uh, especially if you just watched four and watched him, you know, gun these people with a 50 cal, yeah. you know, just splatter everywhere. I kind of expected 
brutality in this, but I was so removed from the movie by the time they even got to that. What? Because that wasn't Rambo. And then just the whole way he went about it, it just, none of it made sense to me. And I didn't want to put a whole lot of movie logic into a, you know, a crappy action movie, yep. but I couldn't escape my, my brain out of that. Yeah. Like this is, this is really bad. <laughs> it was, it was bad and just wholly disappointing. Yeah, it hurt. So coming yep. back to my, my question, I know you probably haven't had much, much time to think about it, but what does this feel more like a sequel to of Stallone's than Rambo? Uh, yeah, I don't think I have a good answer for that because you, I think you said this at some point in our discussion since seeing the movie. So I feel like I'm kind of jaded. But uh, so if you said this, I'm going to steal yours. But it, it, I would say Cobra in the sense that it's dark and I could see Cobra being extra violent. But I mean, that would be who I'd go with. See, and I thought that because of his crappy voiceover, you know, <laughs> that too. And, yeah. and so that, that immediately goes to, to the Cobra mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was more, more, I was scrolling through his uh, filmography and I think it's more of a, you know, an assassins or a, the specialist, you know, of the guy yeah. that can do some stuff, you know, if need be, but maybe he's retired and he's just a normal guy. Cause I feel like that's the guy he played. Yeah, but I, the only thing I wouldn't go with both of those because the specialist was all about just being a bomb guy, and then assassins was about being an assassin. Whereas I feel like you need the the booby trapness. Yeah, and <laughs> and I think Cobra was about like a serial killer, you know, the Night Stalker, and like it feels like Co- he was on the Zombie Squad. So like Cobra going dark in revenge feels feels a little bit more right to me. Well, see, I think any of those guys can go dark in revenge. I'm more of the the cowboy with with the family off in the, the western <laughs> yeah. that makes him go that way because I think any of these guys, you know, even uh, you know the guy from Gabe Walker. I oh yeah, couldn't think of Gabe. Even Gabe Walker can go off the deep end, you know, if his family. <laughs> yeah, but not like murdered. this. I mean, you can't have guys setting up like random claymores and making their own ammunition. Like I can see Cobra doing that. I can't see uh, can't see old Specialist. Gabe Walker doing that. Yeah, yeah, he could do the bombs, but he never, I don't think he even uses a gun ever in The Specialist. I haven't seen The Specialist in <laughs> it's not worth 20 years, but <laughs> I felt like it was more of a, a that kind of, I mean, yeah, Rambo builds traps, I guess, yeah. is kind of the where they went with this, mm-hmm. of Rambo builds traps, so we'll just do traps. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's about the extent to which they relate to his character. You know, and he had a knife. Yeah. Grab the knife. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I I'm done. I'm, I, I'm tapped I, out. I could go frame by frame and just tear this apart, but I feel like we just need we need to be done with this. I agree. Let's make this short and sweet. So uh, I'm running out of things to say. Let's get to our questions. I am Thor, son of Odin. As long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? All right. What'd you rate it? I gave it a two. Generous. And I it probably is. Um, I gave it a two because it's Rambo, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Is it? it? I mean, you just told me I'm supposed to edit out all references <laughs> to Rambo. I know. I know. And I don't know if I'm if I'm trying to will it to a two. It's it definitely could be below that. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's below average is what I gave it. And okay. it and I was very angry at it, so <laughs> I, I could I could see it be a one and a half. So yeah. if that's where you are, then I'm not I'm not mad at that. 
Yep, you got it. I'm right You're there. One, one and a half. half. Yeah, okay. I am there because it just. Uh, I think the anger, the anger pushed me there. Like I could argue, I certainly could argue that it's a legit one and a half star movie, and I think it very well might be. Um, I, I also could see where it could be a two, but I, I'm so annoyed and disappointed and frustrated, and it was a bad experience and. So I just, I can't give it any more than a one and a half right now. Maybe if I ever revisit it, I might be able to set aside some of that anger now that I know what I'm going into, but yeah, it's not getting any more than a one and a half for me right now. So out of that one and a half, what was your favorite part? I mean, you have to go with the last fight, right? I mean, more specific, you can't just take the last 20 minutes. Oh, was it really 20 minutes? Was I, it? I, I don't know. I'm just felt like it was only like 10 um, I I don't know. I, I really don't know. All the all the kills are kind of the same. I, I I was never wowed by anything on screen like we talked about. It's not like you're seeing awesome choreography like in John Wick. You're just seeing head splatters. So, I, pick any of those, I guess. I, I I don't know. I mean, the the I okay. Maybe the cutting of the heart out of the chest just because it's so incredibly stupid and over the top, and it, it's my favorite for like all the wrong reasons because it's just. <laughs> It actually happened in a movie. Now, I mean, it, it has happened. And I, I guess I will always remember Last Blood as being the movie I saw where somebody actually gets a heart torn out of their chest, uh, other than Temple of Doom. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny, because that's that's my scene. Um, I, okay. I, I picked it because I literally laughed out loud in the theater. And, yeah. it, and I don't think it was the ripping of the heart. I think it was the heart still beating. I think I think that's what what got me. Of yeah. uh, he just sliced him open, then ripped his heart out, and then it was still beating in his hand. And that, God. and so that had to. I I truly laughed, and so yeah, that's that right. was my, had to be my favorite part. Okay, so we clearly have thousands of things between the two of us that we yes. would change for this movie. But I, you got to pick one. That's our rules. Okay. So what you doing? So uh, I alluded to alluded to it earlier uh with a grand make it more like gran torino of he's the guy next door he's the loner next door you could even have them infiltrate his tunnels for her party you know Mm -hmm. and that's how he kind of builds a bond with her of she's her and her party. i'm sorry you know we didn't mean to come down here it's really cool whatever and then kind of build that then she gets taken you know Something like that to make him still Rambo look feel like Rambo. And then the rest of the movie would would be ten times better, even if the, it was the exact same. Right. And just have that connection to the other movies and have him wear a headband. <laughs> oh why, yeah. Why yeah. would he doesn't have the, the long hair anymore? Why wouldn't he put the headband on? But he didn't really use it for that purpose. I don't know. I don't know why he did. But he but he, he not, wore it in he, every movie. Except yeah, for this one. Well, to your point, it's not a Rambo movie. Not a Rambo movie. But yeah, you. So I'm with you. I, I said the Taken plot has got to go. Um, the, the problem is, like, I actually sat here for a little while and tried to think of different things to do, and I struggled. I, 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 feel, I feel boxed in by the fact that he's at home in America. And I think that they should have said, we cannot come up with a good way to get Rambo to be Rambo because he's at home now and just be done with it. Like we, we tried, we tried to write a story. We just couldn't come up with a way to, to do this nicely in, in a way that flows with the character. Um, I feel like 
the ending of Rambo 4 is perfect. So that's the way Rambo's story should have always ended is that he finally makes it back home. But once you do that, done. You got to you got to say we're not coming back ever again. So you've got to change the plot. Anything is better than Taken, which was 10 plus years ago that we've already seen it a million times over. I just can't think of a good thing to do with it without putting a lot of brain power into it. I'm so annoyed by this movie. I don't want to don't want to try and fix it. I just want it to be gone. So I have no viable option for that. <laughs> well, if it would make better by uh, doing a casting change, what would you do? I would have taken Stallone out of this movie. I thought you were going to do that. <laughs> yep, totally. Just, Get him just, out. Just end, end any basically uh, what the Born Identity four where yeah Jeremy's in there and, and so it's not really canon, right? Get him know? out. I mean, what you don't have any other stars in there like requiring you to be here. At some point, you've got to realize I I got to be out, and we'll just refilm some of these scenes with another guy, and it'll just turn into like a direct to DVD movie. And your your point earlier about Death Wish is entirely true. If it wasn't for Bruce Willis, that movie wouldn't have done anything. It's just the brain that's carrying it. Uh, Same no, thing I, with I, this. I, no, I think even with Bruce Willis, if it wasn't called Death Wish, it would oh, have sure. gone straight to DVD. Well, true, and you could make that point about this too. If this was Stallone, it could have still gone straight to DVD if, if it, it just wasn't called Rambo. Rambo. Right, exactly. Right. So, I mean, I guess you know you could take away the title, but if this is casting change, so get Stallone out of there and replace with. I don't care anybody. Dean Kane, anyone? Yeah, sure. Dean Kane. I know, like it. Chris, no, Christopher no, Lambert. Stop right there, Dean. No, Christopher Lambert. <laughs> just give me Dean Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your casting change? So, I removed one of the brothers. Uh, didn't care which. The bad brother. <laughs> this is already a terrible question. <laughs> this is so inconsequential. It is. It really doesn't matter. And I added uh, Edgar Ramirez. Um, only I gotta because go- I got to Google him. Who, who is Edgar, Edgar Ramirez? Uh, who is this? He is Bodie in Point Break Remake. Stop it! Now you're <laughs> pissing me off because you're... A, it was only for you. Yeah, what a you're such a jerk, man. We're already sitting here <laughs> yelling about Rambo Last Blood and how it pissed me off, and then now you go and reference the Point Break remake to just twist the knife. What a jerk. <laughs> Throw him in Let's there. Move, Ma- make it better. We're moving on. Okay, what's your recommendation? If you like this movie, you would also like... You're not giving this an award? Oh, I forgot about the award. I think I actually deleted it off my list. Nope, there it is. Okay, you want to go on award? Do you want me to? Go for it. The worst Stallone sequel. Given, given, I know where you're going to go. I have not seen the sequels to Escape Plan. Oh, no, those are far worse. Oh, I'm sure they are, but I haven't haven't seen them. I have seen seen two, and I can only imagine three. Um, No, I do not give you that award. What about this? No points awarded. No, no. No points awarded. You told me that he's like only in Escape Plan 2 for like 10 or 15 minutes. So isn't there something... Isn't there something to be said for a Stallone sequel that's actually a Stallone sequel where he's the main guy and he's in the entire movie? Like, I know I didn't, you know, I didn't clarify it like that, but like, is it really a Stallone sequel if he's only in the movie for 10 minutes? No, because that's really bad. You haven't even seen. Oh, I'm sure. So maybe I'll just say the worst Stallone sequel I've seen. So, I mean, the guy makes sequels (laughs) like crazy, but, um, you know, this was trash. It was trash. It was trash. But Escape Plan 2, and I'm assuming 3, haven't seen 3, but 2 is ungodly. It's, it's no unbearable. No reason to think you would write the ship after what we've seen here. Yeah. Well, All right, I so went, what's your award? I went with the uh, most impressive tunnel system built by one character. 
Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> we are struggling right now with our with our awards. It was. It was very impressive. Little system. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I, what I, what I really thought that they were, what I hope they almost would do, but didn't want to see at the same time, was when it all blew up, that his tunnel systems would have spelled something. <laughs> <laughs> Last blood. It's kind of like, kind of like you know the the Punisher, the, it leaves yeah. the skull and the yeah. I don't know what it would have been. A knife, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know what it would have been for Rainbow either. His signature just a John Jay. John Jay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the last one. I'm dying. If you like this movie, you would also like. Um, well, I didn't think of this before. Um, okay. Before this podcast, but I mentioned Death Wish, so I mm-hmm. feel like that fits better than what I put. But okay, uh, I'm, I went with uh, Indiana Jones Four. Uh, oh, okay. Crystal Skull, because I don't. Now, while Indy still felt like Indy, I don't yeah. think the movie felt like an Indiana Jones movie because it went away from uh, like the religious side and then went sci-fi, not to mention right. all the added CGI Lucas crap. Sure. Um, it, it has definitely ruined the series, and I feel like you should just delete it off the end, and then you just have the ones that you remember. Yeah. So that's why um, I went with, uh, with Indy. It feels a hell of a lot more like an Indiana Jones movie than this feels like a Rambo movie. I, I agreed. Agreed. But I was I was trying to find something that they didn't really stick to what yeah. it was. And that's where right. I, I came from. But Death Wish, the more I think about it, is probably a more accurate call. Probably. But I, I'm going in a similar vein as you with my recommendation. Um, in the sense that it's more about how I felt when I left the theater. How it did just such a terrible job of trying to either bring closure or reinvigorate a franchise, whatever you're trying to do. Um, it's something we've talked about on the podcast, but are you going to say dark Phoenix? Oh no, no, (laughs) the predator. I, it was, it was the last, we've seen some bad movies in the last, you know, calendar year and the predator I think was October, 2018. So we're getting close, but this was the closest experience in the theater I've had to the predator like i've seen some bad movies where i'm like come on let's just get this over it's going kind of slow but the predator and and last blood i was visibly angry and throwing up my hands in the movie theater wondering when i can please to god get this over with ends on a super stupid note i just felt like it was we all know that it's technically a rambo movie and technically a predator movie but like it does nothing with it and in fact just goes in stupid directions so i that that's where I'm drawing my comparisons. Yeah, I feel like that is it's more about my experience and what it did to a franchise than it is like drawing actual like plot elements comparisons. Well, you, you described Dark Phoenix to a T, but um, my feelings are kind of hurt now because I feel like your experience in both of those are uh, the few movies that we've seen together <laughs> right. lately. No, it's, it's entirely true. Sat, sat next to each other in both of those because, right. uh, yeah. But mm. at least it's it's helpful for like a sanity check while that's <laughs> happening because like when I see your hands go up in the air, it's the same time as mine. It's like, okay, I'm not the only one in here <laughs> like thinking that this should not be happening. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, I, I think that's that's a definitely a fair comparison. Oh. Okay, we we got to end this. I feel like I need Rambo Last Blood off of my brain and out of my life right now. 
because uh, ever since we saw it on Thursday, we, you know, because we went and saw it opening night, because why not? It's just been like, I've told everybody, like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? I was like, oh, I went and saw Rambo. It was complete garbage. Don't even waste your time. And then I go on like a 10-minute rant about it. So I'm I'm happy to be done ranting for now. Uh, Yep. Yeah, yeah. This was the one I even engaged on uh, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, yep. I don't tend to do that when people have their opinions, and I'm like, this is not this is not a four star movie. <laughs> no. I have to. I I, yep. I feel like I owe it to the world uh, that people were were saying, oh well, I didn't think it looked that good, but you gave it four stars. I should go see it. And I'm like, no, please stop. Right. Don't don't put that out into the universe because these people yep. are counting on you. <laughs> you, and, got, uh, you gotta fight the good fight. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it. Um, let's see. What's going on? At Astra next week? Yes. I think? Brad Pitt right. in space. Oh, who doesn't like Brad Pitt and who doesn't like space? <laughs> we'll see. All right. Where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. All right. You can find me at, at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the socials at, at Two Views Movies. You can always email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. But don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen. We are there. But make sure if you're on Apple, you leave us a rating and a review to spread the word. Like we said, we got Ad Astra next week. And then, not sure after that, but I know Joker's coming up soon. So I feel like we might be getting a good movie sometime soon. Let's hope so. Yeah. All right. We will catch everybody next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both.